It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, a show all about church communications and digital ministry. Come hang out with us. Megan, what's your favorite Easter song? I'm bringing sexy back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's literally one. Of, I could not have imagined a worse answer. I could not. Wow. It was the first song that popped into my head. Listen, <laughs> do we need you re- asked me. Do we need to restart? Re- do we need to restart this episode? Good Lord. No, I think that's perfect. I think everyone needs to hear that song today. Clearly, everyone needs to hear that so song. So Megan's favorite song about Easter is bringing sexy back. Well, listen, sexy now back I by Justin now, Timberlake. We've gone full blown apostate here. Mm, mm, yes. I probably repent. I mean, right out of the and gate, listeners are like, no, thanks. No, this no, is not for me. I don't me. think this is my scene. But uh, hang with us. This is going to be a good episode. I'm excited about this one because, again, it's it's Easter, which is obviously the time we sing time we sing sexy back in Easter all the time. We, yeah, it's JT's it's JT's time to shine for sure. He is very Eastery. I know that that's for sure. One of his favorite holidays. But uh, Easter is coming up in a couple of months, so we'll be dropping this probably January February time. Easter this year is in March. No, it's April. Oh, sorry, April. <laughs> My bad. Whew. April. Sir, uh, like, do not move that timeline up on me. My goodness. March, it's April, April 4th. 4th. Yes, April 4th. Okay. So this is 2021. You know, thank God. It is April. It'll be April 4th and Easter's coming and everyone's starting to make their plans for Easter. And this year, we're kind of in a weird place with this online, not online thing. Right mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows what April's going to look like by the time it rolls around? But in any case, whatever it looks like, we're going to need to know mm-hmm. what we're going to do now. Yes, it's time to start planning. But a lot of churches feel right now that I've talked to, at least, it they're kind of they're kind of hesitating to plan because they don't know: are we going to be online only? Are we going to be in person by that time? There's a vaccine out, so what are we doing? There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of hesitation. Would you say that churches are feeling like they kind of have to put all their eggs in one basket? Oh, my God. (laughs) That was amazing. Perfect puns just don't happen, people. And I'm done. That's great. Yes. My job is done. I think you're correct. They are putting all their eggs in one basket. That was was an amazing pun. I will give myself credit for that. (laughs) However... That is also a very real thing. We we feel like we have to make a decision and stick to it, even though mm-hmm. the world might change entirely by the time this actually comes out. Absolutely. So here's what I recommend. Happens. Plan for both. And that is the worst news you've probably received. But plan for both and you'll be safe for both. I say, do what do you think you're going to do? Plan for that as plan A. And if there's a possibility you're going to go online only, have a, re- a retention plan ready to go for online. Now, I like to say plan for both mainly because I think going forward, no matter what's happening, you need to plan for both. That's smart. I think that's just the way the world is working right now. And even if we get down to November, coronavirus is nowhere to be found and everything is trying to go back to normal and we're all you know fine. 
and, and, and ready to do church again, not fine, but ready to do church again, then, you know, we're still going to have to deal with this fact that people have decided that church online is a, is a good thing. So how are you going to deal with it? I think you should plan for both. And so today in our episode, um, we're going to talk about some good ideas to do for that online experience, the digital, some digital experience stuff. And a lot of this works out in the in-person, but it, it uses digital tools to help facilitate some of your Easter plan that I think will help families who decide that even though you may have services, I don't want to come. Um, would help them have a really rich and beautiful and wonderful Easter experience that they can do with their kids and their family and and still, you know, feel like they're part of the church. So ideas for today are great. I'm excited. And I would say this too, as we enter into this conversation and throw out some really, really fun ideas for your church, just keep over an overarching idea to keep it simple. You're going to have the same opportunity for Easter that you had for Christmas and that you're going to have a lot of people want to engage simply because it feels like a normal thing to do. Mm -hmm. And Easter is definitely one of those times that people go to church that don't normally go to church. It's going to be, you're going to be able to engage people more easily than you would a lot of other weeks of the year. And if things do change the less you have to worry about, the less you have, the less complex it is, the easier it will be to pivot. So pick, pick something, pick one thing, maybe do it really well and have a contingency plan, but don't stress yourself out about it. Right. Like it's going to be so people's expectations are low. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like That's true. Like, we just want good content. It doesn't have to be this great production. It doesn't have to be this like fireworks at the end of the day. And you know, like it's just meet me where I am. Yeah. And where you are is at home in your pajamas. So that's exactly right. How Make do we meet them there? Which is awkward when you think about it. Let's not talk about it that way. Let's maybe <laughs> not phrase it in that, in that kind of light. <laughs> We're hanging out with you in your living room in a PJs. So okay, how's it going? that got weird. Yeah. So here's, here's idea number one. Some of these are going to be things you can do as far as like just ideas for reaching people. Some are just actual ideas for like kids and things like that. So I want to give you a couple of big rock ideas that you can take, make your own first. We did this last year, Megan, uh, with my church, which was a startup that meets in a school with about 50 people. So totally doable is that. So if you can do it, anyone can do it. it yeah, it's, it's great. Now I didn't have anything to do with it. Our family did the activity together. It is a virtual Easter egg hunt around your website. And here's what I mean. They planned to have these links that were hidden in these. They took a picture of an Easter egg Mm -hmm. and they hid the Easter egg image at random places all over the website. Okay. So you had to go as a family and find these little Easter eggs. And when you clicked it, it would open up a link to YouTube where they had filmed some silly video, some funny thing. It was like 20 seconds long. I think one of them got up. Somebody filmed themselves getting a pie in the face. Um, Oh, that's so cute. You know, things like that, that they did. One of them was like, Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you know what today's about? It's about Jesus. I want you to go and find, you know, a rock and say, this is the tomb. It's like the door of the tomb. And so it was like this fun little thing to do with your kids. That was very interactive. Yeah. Allowed for a lot of creativity and man, it was just really well done. And with the simplest of available free tools, you know, putting your graphic on your website, which you can do and YouTube, which is free. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of linking it up. 
I think that was a really fun idea. You could probably do it even better if you have like web people on staff. But I just loved that idea. I thought it was a really fun thing to do. That at, is really at home. cool. And it engages the whole family, which is really nice. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. And it ties in with Easter being the Easter egg hunt. And, you know, if you've seen Ready Player One or you're a gamer, you know, Easter eggs are these hidden items in games that are just kind of fun little trivia things. And it's a fun, you know, kind of well-known deal. But I feel like churches could make use of that. And that's an easy, low-hanging fruit. You just announce that you have an Easter egg hunt on your website. Here's the picture that you're looking for. Or here's maybe not even give do a them, picture. Just give them a small little screencast so that they yeah. can spark some curiosity. Yeah. And in fact, I do a landing page called Easter egg hunt where you put a video on it that explains what, what to do. And then, um, I, I don't know, you could probably draw that out in other areas. Like how do you run a hashtag kind of take photo screenshots or, um, Fill in, fill in the blank. Use things like type form or uh, woofoo forms or whatever forms you're using. And you can actually like do a poll or a trivia part as part of one of them and get some info as well. So there's a lot of applications for that, I think. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so another idea is a social media giveaway. You can get, do like an online giveaway for a basket of stuff. Use this as like a lead generation thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, get someone to the way that they opt into the giveaway is through using their email address. And now you have their email address on file and you can tell them about your upcoming series. You can invite them back to mother's day, um, et cetera, et cetera. But you've got this really cool Easter basket of things you're going to give away, do a multiple giveaways if you want, you know, Mm -hmm. but make it fun, put it on social, have people tag people. Absolutely. I think that using your social media as this, kind of fun area for a holiday is really a good idea because that's what people are wanting there. And if you're giving something away for sure, you have one link in Instagram, you have, you know, multiple links on Facebook, but take them to a a landing page where they fill out a form. It's very simple to do. And then the first email that is automatically set up to send to them. If you have MailChimp, this is easy to do. It's a welcome email. You can send, even if on the free plan, you can send at least one welcome email per list. And so set up your welcome email to say, Hey, here's this freebie or here's this link or, or whatever. And we'll let you know who wins via this email list. And so uh, you can set it up to even tag that person. If you bring it into one list, tag them as, you know, they came in through here, um, Mm -hmm. through this form for the Easter egg giveaway or whatnot. And I would say do something really good with that, you know, basket of chocolate in a year's supply of Reese's. I mean, something like that, that could be really Really good. Oh man. A year supply of Reese's. I just realized what I said and was like super excited about it, even though it doesn't, got, doesn't exist. I was you like, You got real thrilled. Hold on, stop for a second. Is that a thing? Could somebody give <laughs> oh me that? Gosh. That would be amazing. If somebody wants to give me a year supply of Reese's, my address is <laughs> P.O. Box. Oh my gosh. P.O. Box 826, Little Elm, Texas, 75068. That's my actual address. That's my P.O. Box. Send it. Although I don't know if a year supply of Reese's will fit in a little small PL box. So don't do that. Well, if it comes once a month. That's true. That's true. I'll, you know what? Dealer's choice. It's in deposits. Dealer's, Dealer's choice. choice. <laughs> However you want to give me that. I'll take it. All right. What's number? <laughs> what's another idea? Give us one more. Another idea. Um, I don't know if you've seen this thing, Megan. It's called Video Ask. And VideoAsk.com is where you'll find it. It uh, sounds well, amazing. Tell me more. Video Ask is like a... It's kind of like a choose your own adventure connect card with video. I like where this is going. It's super interesting. And it's, and if you're offering a landing page for Easter or you have a connect card out there, even just a regular connect card, 
this may be something you want to look at because what you can do is set up a, a series of videos, much like an automation for email or even your text messaging automations, where there's a video that asks you for, you know, to make choices. Then you can actually click the choice and it takes you to another video right there in the form. And it's a way it's, it's done by type form, uh, which is a form builder survey tool. That's really, really great, but it, it's, it's from type form. So, so the point is to gather info. Right. So, so it's kind of like if you've gone to a website and you've seen those little squares that sit at the bottom that say, how can I help you? Yeah. And then you give them your information and you, they kind of like, you know, automatically send you to different parts of customer yes. service, but it's all AI. It's like that, except it gives you the option to see your face, an actual human, yep. Personal. an actual video. It says it pops up and it says your name, like, hi, Megan. And then the person's video is playing. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes so you can go check it out, but it's videoask.com. Right. It's great. And right now, if you check out what Church Marketing University is doing, they're doing something with this that is really exciting. So you may want to check out uh, churchmarketinguniversity.com. They've got some things going on. Maybe join that that Facebook group. I'll, I'll link to those as well because um, they're doing some things with that. But if you want to just t- go it alone, go to videoask.com, check it out. Um me and uh, Paul Fleming, who's who uh, is you know the church comm team, my partner, we were um, we were messing around with it the other day, and he recorded some things. and was like, "This is really cool, super so cool." It, it's there's it, going to be a lot of really interesting ways you can utilize that too, and yeah. and something specific, and not you could use it overall for your church just in general, but mm-hmm. also like specific ways to do that with Easter would be, yeah, really fun. Yeah, as a welcome for Easter, a virtual tour of your church building or even your website, um, introduce your staff, uh, connect card obviously is the number one thing I'd want to use it for. And for Easter, it's a way to collect info. You can connect it to MailChimp or whatever you're using. Um, and, and, and use that kind of cool technology to just be personal in a, in an age where, you know, we're online and we're digital and it's just hard to be personal. Yeah. You know, it really does add that, that extra something to it. So anyway, all right, what's another idea? So one thing that I loved last year that happened that you can also take the same idea and implement it for Easter this year are side is sidewalk chalk. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved seeing pictures or even just taking a walk down the street and seeing kids drawings of rainbows and smiley faces. And, um, you know, yeah. churches were doing like, if your church has a specific hashtag, like even just like drawing a rainbow and then writing the hashtag of your church underneath it. Mm -hmm. So use that same idea, but connect that with your Easter. So you could also just do, um, you know, tell everyone to go do a sidewalk chalk drawing, post a picture of it, and then you repost all of those pictures. That's just great user generated content. It's Mm -hmm. really happy. People see it online and in person, they connect it to your church and then you can connect them to your Easter services. Yeah, absolutely. And and right now with everybody being online or hybrid in some way, you know, we can't really, when you, what do you take photos of for social media when you don't have like the, the worship hand or the worship band? or the, uh, the, the, the pastor preaching or somebody in the lobby smiling. We were, and pre- we were laughing about all those standard, or, you know, standard the, photo ops that we I just mean, don't have. What do you do when you can't take photos of your greeters with the pop signs that say, you're welcome, you're welcome home, you know, or whatnot. What do you do? Or the classic handshake with the big old grin on your face. Big grin, big grin photos. Like we make fun. Those are good photos. But like, what do you do 
in an age where social media is like, I need a picture a day of something. Mm -hmm. And you can usually get a bunch out of that, out of an in-person service if you have people taking photos. But if you're not doing that, there's only so many shots of your computer with the pastor on it that are exciting, you know? So the sidewalk chalk thing is really amazing and it is socially distanced and allows you to go get users to create content for you. All they have to do is tag you or use the hashtag and then you can just share it. That's awesome. And one thing that I always did is, you know, as a, as a communications director was we had a unique hashtag for Easter. Mm -hmm. So all of our hashtags followed like the same format. So it was like hashtag church name and then like Christmas or hashtag church name Easter. And so then you'll have all of those, you know, under that one hashtag and you can, you know, keep, keep them and reference forever. Or, you know, other people will be able to see your church name, but also know that this is specifically for Easter. Yeah. Just fun. And I'll say on that, on on hashtags to avoid using abbreviations or insider language, because you want the hashtag to make a little sense, even if it's a little simple, like keep it simple um, means sometimes not making it short. You know, sometimes it would be easy to like put the abbreviation of your Christmas or whatnot as the hashtag. Nobody knows what that means. You or use like something that makes FBC sense. FBC Easter. Yeah. That like yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so if that's how you talk about your church, I get how difficult that is, but figure something else out like Easter in your city or um, that, which that actually might be a better hashtag because it gets more. That actually play. is a better hashtag. <laughs> and use that as your Easter hashtag. Um, but you, you're talking about branded hashtags. You may have your own church hashtag so that you can search all the posts from your church and you just put it on all of them. That's something to, you ought to think about that, how that works. All right. Last idea I wanted to throw out there. Well, we got a couple more ideas, but, um, you, you had brought up the idea, Megan, of the Easter boxes. Like last year we, we saw uh, Christmas boxes. Well, this mm-hmm. last Christmas where kids ministry would really really shined in this area. They'd put a, put a box or a bag together that they would hand parents to, to run Christmas services with their kids at home. And that could include photo booth kind of props for them that they could take photos and do a hashtag with, like we were just discussing. Um, I I suggested maybe an Easter egg dye kit. If you're going to dye Easter eggs, which might be a little expensive. I don't know, but maybe you can can get affordable dye kits. Yeah. You get enough money in there. You throw one in and then whatever they have, they add it to it's fine. Um, I I think game ideas, Bible study guides is great for to lead your kids through coloring sheets or depending on how old they are. Obviously candy, throw candy in Pez dispensers. Pez. Yes. Y'all Pez. Bring the Pez back. Pez Talk about y'all. bringing sexy back, bring Pez back. Pez, y'all. You gotta have Pez. And the cool thing about Easter that you didn't have at Christmas is that Easter is like bright and fun mm-hmm. and happy and cheerful. And Christmas just kind of has this like solemn seriousness about it. Like, uh, you know, you don't want it, you want it to kind of be a little more um, sentimental, traditional. You know, you might have things like candles and communion. Whereas Easter, yeah. you could just get like, Real cheap and fun, right? Mm-hmm. You could do multicolored paper and, you know, crafts and. Yeah. Craft ideas. That's another good thing to throw in there. Templates, like cutouts, yeah. craft ideas, origami stuff, foldable things. Think about like we, my, my husband and I did um, uh, like date boxes. Do you, do you remember those? I've heard of them. It was a company. I don't know. They're probably still around date boxes. I just found one the other day, but they had like make your own ornament and they provided glitter and glue and like permanent markers. I mean, it was super simple. Yeah. Um, and then d- conversation cards, 
So just questions to ask each other. Yeah, that's great. Which was so great. Great idea. Conversation card. Questions to ask your kids. Questions your kids can ask parents. That's a good one too. That's a great one. Um, If they read. If they don't read, that's not a good one. So don't do that. But uh, (laughs) uh, I think there's just a ton of things you could throw in like an Easter morning kit for parents that tells the Easter story that leads. I mean, recipes, recipes, another great one put in there like those. uh, I don't know if you've heard of these, they're kind of a Southern thing, I guess, but the, uh, the no bake cookies that are the, what do they call them? Oh man. My mom, you make some with our kids or did when they were little, basically there's a Bible story with them. Maybe people out there know yeah. what they're called. You know, is it like the tomb cookies or yeah, whatever? Yeah. Those tomb cookies. I don't mm-hmm. even know if they're good. I haven't ever had one, but it's interesting because it, it kind of, it teaches the story of the, of the empty tomb because you put, I think, I don't know, is it a piece of butter or something in the middle of the cookie? And when you cook it, you open it up, it's hollow and there's nothing in there. Yeah. And it disappears. It disappears. A marshmallow. I think it's a marshmallow. I don't know. Something like that. No bake Easter cookies. Just Google that. You'll find it. I'll try to find one, put it, a link in the show notes for that. Um, recipes in general for Easter. Cause you know, you're going to have family over. Just think about what your Easter would look like if you were staying at home, you know, for yourself. How, what would you like? How would you like some help? Uh, right. Throw that stuff in there. I think is really good. Um, speaking of hashtags, I mean, people dress up for Easter, right? We did last year. Well, you know, last year we already had our Easter outfits. Yeah. We were ready. Yeah. I mean, we had picked, we had shopped and placed yeah. the order. Not just kidding. I don't order Easter outfits, but I had, <laughs> we, you know, we have a kid. So we have this beautiful Easter dress and we all dressed up. That's yeah. When yeah. we were at home. Yeah. And took pics. And I mean, if you wanted to take, if you get your family up and you get dressed and you're still doing online church, it might be fun to say, hey, we're going to take photos. Now the kids are going to think that's not fun. <laughs> right. But adults well, I don't know. It depends this, on the age and, and personality of your child. That's My true. child loves getting dressed up. That's so. true. That is very true. My kids who are, you know, four, 15 and 12 are going to be like, this is the worst day ever. Yeah. I cannot um, believe you're making me do this. Yeah. But if you have those photo booth props getting dressed up with a little, you know, Easter bunny photo booth prop, super fun. Yeah. Cause, it, cause, uh, you know, moms and dads are going to want that commemoration of the, of the event anyway. Mm-hmm. It's one of those traditions that's kind of unspoken. You either do it or you don't, maybe it's not a tradition for you. It is for our family. We always do it. Um, I, I don't really like it, but my wife is a professional photographer, so we're going to do it, but, <laughs> and, and, and they're going to be smashing photos too. It's going to be great, but smashing. I, I, I love that. Smashing. smashing. No one smashing. uses smashing anymore. No, smashing, smashing photos. Smashing. Um, I think something to say too, is that you were talking about Christmas being a solemn deal. I think this last year for sure, it was, uh, it was just a sad Christmas, a sad Christmas in a way. It had weight to it yeah. that might not normally have some weight. Maybe not sad is not, not the right word. Heavy. Heavy Christmas it was. And I think as we're uh, kind of starting to see the, the end, light at the end of the tunnel a little bit on this pandemic thing. Dusting 2020 off our shoulders. It might be a really nice thing to say, let's make Easter that bright and shiny celebration of we're moving on, you know, we're moving forward at least. Uh, and he is risen. He is risen. Um, it is all about celebration. I mean, I like to say that like Easter is the Super Bowl, but really it's more like this Easter is really more like the party after the Super Bowl for the team that won for us. Yes. And, yes. And, and I think that's really how we should treat it. 
Yeah. I And I that just feels right for this year, like that mm-hmm. that's what this year is going to be. Yeah. And people are going to need and they're going to be ready for it and they're going to want to celebrate Absolutely. and to make it fun, you know, and I, you know, I'm here. And that's okay. Yeah. It's great. Give, give yourself permission to have positive, joyous feelings about something. You know, it's okay. <laughs> Do some fun okay. things. Try to have fun again. And uh, we were talking before, you know, just like, in, in the last year, I myself, I've had a hard time having fun. Like I've, I feel like I'm kind of coming out of it, but 2020 was heavy, man. Mm-hmm. It was a heavy year and everyone's feeling it. So I, I'm ready to kind of, like you said, shake the dust of 2020 off, off my, my feet and off and get the weight off my shoulders a little bit. And I think Easter might be that turning point for many people. If we can help them do that, they're not going to do that just naturally. I don't think. I think if we as a church go, ah, here we go, you know, like we're not forgetting what happened or, or diminishing that at all. Absolutely but, not. But it is a moment where we go, what are we doing now? What are we looking forward to? Well, and, and one great biblical concept that we get to display, like this is why I love working at a church and working in church world, as we would say, because we get to teach people what Jesus looks like. And we also, as followers of Jesus, have to learn how to hold joy and sorrow simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And so just because we have joy doesn't mean that we're dropping the sorrow. They're both going to exist together, but we get to guide people through what that looks like. And so providing an opportunity for joy amidst the sorrow, we, that's our role. Like that's our role as the church is to do that. And so it's super easy to lean into sorrow with people. It's, it's a little bit tricky to lean into joy when you, when there is so much sorrow, but yeah, absolutely. There's light and hope and that's what we're called to bring. Absolutely. And I think we need that. We need, and the church needs to lead the way on that because it has been a tough year, not only for everyone, but it's been a tough year for the church. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. It really has. It's been very, on so many fronts. So many friends, and we have to acknowledge that and kind of move forward and decide what are we going to do about that? You know, because Easter is kind of a turning point. What are you going to do with it? It's an opportunity, not just to, you know, turn the corner, but to really remind people of what we're really about. I mean, we're, not, we're about Christ resurrected. That is huge. And I don't think that's been the center of our story in 2020. It has not right. been a, a big part of what we think of when we think of the church right now, at least not in the public eye, I would say. Um, that's the, it, it's kind of like, that's the part of the narrative we really need to start focusing on more is, is reminding people of what it is we believe, not what we're against, but what we believe. What we're for. And what we're for. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's really important. So, you know, there, there's probably several other ideas we could throw out there for a hybrid type Christmas, I'm sorry, Easter service. But um, I would love to hear from other people. So feel free to email us that, drop it in comments if, there's, if that's available in the uh, show notes. But what ideas do you guys have? We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to share those on our social. If you can follow me at Seth Muse on Instagram or um, the Seminary of Hard Knocks is a Facebook page you can, you can like. I know Megan's on social and Instagram. At, is it still Megan Louise Ranson? Still Megan Louise Ranson. Okay. Yeah, but I'm in your Facebook group. We'll drop all the kind of ideas in there too. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, join the Facebook group and we'll keep throwing out things, but you can find me on Instagram, Megan Louise Ranson, mostly pictures of my kid. I'm most <laughs> active for this stuff on Twitter and Facebook. Okay, cool. Well, we'll drop some links for that then too. Um, so anyway, hope you guys have an incredible Easter. We know that uh, Christ is risen and that is a, 
that is an incredible message. I hope we, you can get that out. Um, and if you want to use some of these ideas, we'd love to see how it went. Um, once we get there, I know it's a long way from now. Well, is it though? It's not, it's not, uh, it's less than 60 days away. I said that. And then I was like, should I say that? That's not really. I think really... it's like 58 today, 57 today. Like yeah. we're... And who knows who, when, when they're listening to this, it might be 10 days away at this point Ooh. when they're listening to it and they're like, I haven't thought of any of this. Oh my Lord, what am I going to do? Uh, don't panic. <laughs> it's going to be in, fine. You're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> Jesus is still going to be resurrected after Easter too. Um, so uh, anyway, I hope you guys had a great day or having a great day. Thanks for listening. Uh, Megan, thank you as always for being here and lending your expertise. And you guys, thanks so much for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. Go get the show notes, get all these links, and we'll see you next time.